0: Buddy. welcome to the Tech Raptor podcast. I'm Robert Scarponito, your features editor, Andrew Rotten, editor in chief, Andrew Stretch, site founder. Uh, Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> yep, yeah.
1: no, it's me. It's always been me. Um, you guys know like the Berenstein Bear Effect. It's just don't bother listening to previous uh, podcasts. Scrappy, take it away.
0: Oh, funny. I thought I thought that was known as the Mandela Effect.
1: But, or is it the it's... Mandela Effect that causes the Bernstein Bear problem? I don't know, man
2: well i'm uh it's good to know that you're in charge now. you owe me a lot of money, well it's not that
0: it, now <laughs> it's that he always has been. That's right charge. I
2: forgot you always have been, so we need to talk about all the money you owe me
0: right yeah, that's all the fine. all
2: the embezzlement you've been doing.
1: I'm glad that you decided to bring it up today on this recording of a public podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So do we want to go through um, all of the reports against you in the company first before
2: you want to talk about money? or <laughs> Is this, bla- okay. is this are you publicly blackmailing me?
0: <laughs> hey, hey, everyone in court, hello. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm glad that we're playing this in front of testimony mm. for everyone. Um, Objection. You <laughs> I mean,
2: can't be any more crazy than the herd dip stuff.
0: <laughs> that's true uh but no Rut- rutledge is uh, away this week you know he's he's taking a vacation he he's, he's enjoying he's dead um so we're just doing a three-man pod for this week and uh we're going to talk about some roguelike <laughs> i just <laughs> i just looked at our doc <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> okay inside baseball we have a bit of an accident we have a little document okay where we see what everyone puts in what they want to talk about for the second half and we have Rutledge's name still there and uh, someone not me put pegging on um, on that list yeah, Next to his remember name? no it's it's Peglin
1: he's, he's definitely still just been playing Peglin this yeah. week
2: <laughs> Sorry. you know how, uh, how Amber Heard intentionally shit the bed <laughs> not, so, not so much on the intentional part <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get so, to the news. Yeah, we're to start, to start this from the
0: top. <laughs> no, we're doing this. This okay. is it. This is the show. Oh boy. This is this is how we do Um, let's get into something more serious. Uh, Wada is being sued. It's a class action lawsuit. The, Wada is that company that um rates retro games based on their condition, etc., and then uh works with isn't a Heritage Foundation? Um, to sell, uh, heritage auctions to yeah. sell off these games. Uh, you might remember, like it was a year ago, uh, w- a copy of Super Mario that was rated at like a 9.8, which is like really, really, really pristine, sold for like over a million dollars, like over a million and a half.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This class action lawsuit, uh, led by three people, but by being class action, you know, many other collectors can join in. Um, alleges that WADA it does some racketeering, does a little bit of price manipulation, delays their shipping for games that are like, like it, it's almost, it's too much of a delay. Um, and if I remember right, a while back, you know, Otten and I were talking about this, and you said that there's something fucky going on with WADA.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh-huh. So many people have said it when when we go from you know, a game of relatively similar rating, just uh, six months before that was going for, like, 50 grand. All of a sudden, it's over a million. There's something not right <laughs> happening. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't happen. There
1: was a period there, too, where it was just, like, over the course of a few months, it was just, like, record break, record break, record yeah. break.
2: Over and over.
1: Um, yeah. So that's enormous news. You know, if, if the people who you want to rate your games to give you money can't be trusted then you know are are mil- are there a million entrepreneurs starting up their own businesses right now to compete uh,
2: mm-hmm. and this is kind of a bigger story we were talking a little bit before the podcast was recording like this was all part of the craze of like p- the pokemon card craze where people were st- like pokemon cards have always been popular obviously but they're insane there was just an insane bum rush on them for quite a while and it was all this big collection collector stuff and they this is a fed right into it video game stuff and pokemon cards and other collectibles all were just going nuts for a while
0: Mm -hmm. well because the thing too right is like that by by setting the price that high for just one game even if it's like a pristine condition right it has that trickle down effect on the rest of the market where all these other retro games even for more hobbyist average you know like your everyday collector it's getting harder and harder for them to afford to collect all of these older games you know and it kind of just destroys the whole market entirely like it gets to the point where so i wouldn't be surprised if there were a lot of collect- people who used to be collectors in maybe 2020 who aren't collectors now in 2022 yeah but i don't
1: think, i don't think think get it scrappy this. why would you pay a million dollars for super mario 64 you when
2: you say can just I xbox play it on I your wii swear to god no. okay <laughs> I thought you were going to do the dumb joke about I, I only paid $10 for the digital thing. Or <laughs> that's what I thought.
1: <laughs> yeah, or Switch Online as well. well yeah. Like, it's there. Yeah. What else are you going to want it for?
2: Or just, or think about, you know, your average person that's like, oh, if I go and buy or spend money on this thing, you know, I can expect to get, you know, $100,000 if I go to this auction or whatever. It,
1: it falls into that same realm of like the people, like the guy who bought. You know, Jack Dorsey's first tweet as an NFT for <laughs> 3.4 million and then was only able to sell it for 50 grand.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is very it's NFT
1: lot vibes. Of get rich quick, entrepreneur yep. spirit. It's just people coming out of it losing money.
0: Yeah. A lot of people. And I think what's interesting here is there's so many layers to the story where, like, so for example, when that copy of Super Mario 64 sold for $1.56 million in July 2021 after that these allegations started to come out and so another copy of super mario 64 rated at a 9.6 so just a 0.2 difference of i guess quality um sold for a hundred thousand that's like less than 10 percent of the the one that sold in july and that that one that sold for a hundred thousand sold that for just like four three months later so it's just it kind of makes you feel like okay how how important is that point two difference to the point where it can actually add what is that 1.3 million dollars to the price tag right like it's ridiculous that's kind of a part of it that doesn't seem as crazy to me
1: that like you know an average person who just like keeps their games in a case or a box or whatever will probably still end up with like a you know six or seven rated something or other i can imagine just the exponential curve that like you know to to get from a you know uh, uh 8.5 to a 9 you're probably only going to see a jump of ten thousand dollars but i can definitely imagine getting like once you get up into that upper echelon that 9.5 9.6 lord knows what a what a 10 out of 10 that that's to be you know kissed by miyamoto himself
2: Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, it can't be because that the assets oh that's true, true. Um, cause damage.
1: It'll, it will have had a, a kiss blown to it by Miyamoto <laughs> in a in a and like photograph oh, but proof the of signed the affidavit thing uh, I could imagine that 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 would you know to get from 9.8 up to a 10 would probably like double the price again or something crazy
2: Maybe. Maybe like I see what you're getting at. We're like that's definitely a big thing with collectors. Of like once you get to that point, the minutiae really do matter in terms of mm-hmm. differentiating value. But a factor of ten for that—that's more seems than kind of ten, even. Yeah, more do, than ten, even.
1: Do I as a as a human being who has minimal interest in collecting still think that this is crazy banana pants? Yes, I just definitely like I'm not. Defending this at all? No, no, I know, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I don't.
2: I don't think even like let's say we're talking about the people that are these kind of collectors that are that that point one or two does matter, and they're willing to pay the premium for it. I don't think the premium that they're willing to pay is a factor of ten or fifteen <laughs> of, right. of something. I don't think that that's quite it. I definitely do think there is money added on top, but and I, there's probably something to be said with these like water gradings or even gradings of other kinds, like to have the highest graded thing, whatever that is. It probably speaks your volumes I don't know if 9.8 is the highest sounds like the, you know, the
1: person who bought it for 1.56 million dollars is just like that bad guy of the heist film that comes in and just like you know wearing a black suit has an entourage like always outbidding our, our plucky heroes mm-hmm. sorry I,
2: I
0: rewatched Uncharted last week <laughs>
2: That's
0: Oh, all I've got I, on my mind I thought
2: we were going for oceans like 11 <laughs> Well, yeah, I was say as well. Pit
0: Yeah, that movie's kind of based on Uncharted. If it's you true. look at it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are other other like things going on to the lawsuit, like where there's there are allegations that the uh, co-founder of Heritage Auctions is like really involved in WADA. Uh, like <laughs> he was an advisory board member and an investor before allegedly divesting those interests in 2021, but. I mean even if you did divest them it's still hard to divorce that potential conflict of interest right when in that same year is when they sold a game for one and a half million dollars right and there are other accusations as well that a lot of staff members get their own games graded and they sell those off which is like okay if you work for the company you could possibly influence whatever the rank would be for your your mm-hmm. game right maybe it's it's a little bit more mint than you actually think it is or whatever and then when you sell it off you're making money off it right just another conflict yeah. of interest yeah yeah it's like if all of these allegations are true it definitely does not paint Wada in a good light and i don't know it's it just seems like is suddenly for, they're becoming the company, bad guys of the retro the retro gaming for market. a company like this their reputation is
1: everything like that's that's not you know looking at a nine point eight it isn't because of some universal thing it's because these people these experts say this is what this is worth but yeah when when you can't trust those people to. You know, with their own, with your goods, with their own customers' goods, with their employees' goods, um, yeah. then how much does that nine point eight really mean?
2: Well, and the mm. other like weird thing about Wada is that they are an extremely young company. They've only been around for like five years. There's been other video game graders that have been around a lot longer. So, what all of a sudden about their grading process or their thing is all that special?
0: Yeah. And who knows right like I I can't say I'm someone who is interested enough in like collecting these retro games where it's like I I would probably never spend over a thousand dollars on any of these games let alone one and a half million right like I think to What's the, the game you'd spend a thousand on <laughs> I don't know come on Shrek Super Slam oh <laughs> like a, a really mint <laughs> copy of <laughs> Shrek Super Slam for the GameCube <laughs> Yeah. Hmm.
1: i could find an intact copy of um et for the atari
0: Mm -hmm. that would probably
1: be pretty i bet that'd go for a lot
2: yeah 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 considering they were all you know landfilled yeah we know where to find all
0: the shitty copies of it (laughs) yeah yeah i think one of the other allegations going on here is that uh, the three main plaintiffs uh have stories of how it took WADA longer than expected or promised to deliver the the games that they bought. Um, like one of them even says like it's a year late, right? To oh, receive wow. those games. And when you think about just how much these games like de- quote unquote degrade in value over mm-hmm. time, like literally within three months, right? Like Super Mario 64 went from one and a half million in value to 100,000 even though True. like slightly not as highly graded, right? Like if it takes you 2 years to get your hands on a game where you paid like 100,000 for it and then its value is like 10,000 at that point.
2: Yeah. Well, like it's what's
0: crazy
2: is like this guy said one of them was like it's it, he was told to uh, quoted 15 days but it took over 7 months. Mm-hmm. Like so it's not like we're talking oh we're, it could take 6 months to a year and then it ended up taking over a year. It's like no, we we have it to you in a you know 2 to 3 weeks and then months and months go by. So that's pretty egregious.
1: Yeah, I wonder if that's part of them being such a new company and their boom in popularity. I'm sure that's um, what
2: they'll say. Oh, yeah, we had so I many guess, orders. Yeah, that,
1: that's the, the easy way to look, look at it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't say that you can deliver it, and don't, and then don't. Mm-hmm.
1: Or just charge them more for faster grading. That's
2: right. Now Priority you're thinking system. like a business. Now you're, yeah. Uh, you know what? Well, you you you're are. an American. Yet. I would.
1: Mr. Businessman, I would like three stocks, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's how that works.
2: Well, they're shares, but yeah. yeah well,
0: they're the same thing, kind of. I'll share yeah. two. Yeah. You can each have one.
2: Oh. There you go. I want the Apple one, please. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, I think this is just an interesting development from, like, the, that slew of stories that were like, oh, breaking a new record, right? Yeah, and it was like, like how much this costs. Big and now it's like
2: story last month, last year.
0: Yeah, and now this kind of reframes it all, where it's like, oh, did we just witness a, a crime of some <laughs> kind? <laughs> you know, like, Seemingly, it's it definitely something was off. Yeah, is this fraud? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I find it hard to relate personally, but I do think that yeah. there's something about like just seeing that much money go go by like of course people are going to mm-hmm. ask questions and now that people are asking questions it sounds like the hammer is slowly coming down
1: yeah it'd be Dude. interesting to see you know because yeah it was such like a darling story of last year to be like holy crap this is so much money yeah. and you know now it's like and in three months it might be like yikes <laughs> yeah it'll be
2: interesting how many people join the class actually like total so no, like it yeah. became super popular. Everybody was sending stuff to Wada for whatever. Like it would just mm-hmm. became a very casual thing for your everyday person to do. Or like so, not by everyday. I mean everyday person that was like into this kind of stuff just casually. Uh, it yeah. was like, why not? Who knows? Maybe I'm sitting on a gold mine. That's the thought process, right? Mm-hmm. Should I, I check
1: my console bag?
0: Yeah, I'm sure Mountain they're banging around it? together. Send, send that like no styrofoam. Yeah. <laughs> just throw the duffel bag in the USPS Dropbox. That's right.
1: <laughs> so for for
0: those not aware
1: i have a a bag of old consoles uh like a large duffel bag of old consoles sitting in the bottom of my closet i don't plan to ever like use them to play them uh you know at some point i would probably like so to display A the
2: bag of intruders somewhere
1: but at the moment um for, for the few, like, collectors that we have on the TechRaptor staff, I love getting a chance <laughs> to share around the photo of oh, yeah. my console bag. Like, one of the side pockets has two generations of connects in it. Mm. Um, you know, at the very bottom of the bag is a GameCube and a Game Boy Player and two Game Boy Advance to GameCube Link cables. It's, it's bad. I'll admit yeah. it at myself.
0: And you might be imagining funny. maybe there's like some towels or newspaper or something between these so they don't bump up to each other. No. They're, they're, they're all packed in there so tight they can't
1: move. That's better, it's right. than, so that's any, better than anything. So any like abrasion paper or is going to be
2: very tough. Yeah. You learned <laughs> like that from right Tetris. Next to each other.
1: Hey, when when I have an Xbox console that I can show that there's been worn into time. Um, a PlayStation logo etched into the etched into it from wear and tear.
2: That's going to be big don't money. Don't say it's from wear and tear. Say you just discovered it, like those people mm. that find the Virgin Mary yeah. on stuff. Like, yes. you'll never believe.
1: <laughs> or like, is your, oh, this is the prototype of the PlayStation Sega console. It's like, ooh, ooh. it's history.
0: Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Send it yeah. into water to get graded. Exactly. This <laughs> it'd, it'd, just... it'd be like a physical <laughs> NFT they would send <laughs> right. me back like a cease and desist letter <laughs> please stop traumatizing our employees <laughs> please stop showing the bag in question thank you <laughs> uh, i love that in, bag in other news we're gonna go across the sea across the pacific to japan or we're gonna check out atlas uh so every year atlas does a little survey for pretty much only japan uh where they kind of just gauge their fans interests in their games but this year for the first time yeah i like them that's that's all the survey is do you like the games yes or no and and no it's a big thumbs up or a thumbs down that is not all the survey is (laughs) yeah so this year they opened it up for the first time for only people in the u.s well i mean and also japan but in terms of outside of japan they're also opening it to the u.s uh so it's in english and you you can't. If, by the time you're hearing this, you can't take it anymore because it yep. closed yesterday Sorry. on Sunday. But it's still really interesting to see, like, hey, maybe Atlas is finally after all these underground sleeper hits. You know, finally ta- taking a look to see what things are like on the other side of the ocean.
2: You know, they they invented jazz. You know, they did. Uh, and now they're <laughs> like, you know, the West seems to really like this. Yeah, they created Shibuya.
0: Crazy that too. Stuff. <laughs>
1: Shibuya, that location from from Kingdom Hearts three.
0: Mm, well, Kingdom Hearts yeah. three, like they were influenced by Persona. Like yeah. that's a little bit uh, of the Persona. Uh, there's going to be there.
2: a Persona okay. world in yeah. Kingdom Hearts four.
1: Right. That would be amazing. Yo, yeah. jazz <laughs> funk covers of simple and clean. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh running around with Joker. You'd be a Phantom no. Thief. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I want to go to our uh, in the field correspondent, Otten. You finished oh. this survey. Oh, yes, I did. During, during the pre show.
1: Well, let's, let's put it this way I only made it to question six before
0: I said, no way, this is going to take way too long. Uh, how far did while. you get, Scrappy? I got to question 16. I still have a tab open. I will finish this before, okay. before the end of the weekend. I think
2: there's like 50 questions. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> something like that but anyway so it starts out pretty normal of like you know how old are you how much free time do you have what kind of job do you do that kind of stuff but then there comes a question of what games have you heard of mm-hmm. and it's a really long list of games so it's a lot of atlas games obviously and then it's other stuff like the next breath of the wild the next pokemon and the you know, elden rings on stuff. there elden rings on there yeah mm-hmm. and so because we are who we
0: are we basically Honey have up. heard of
2: every game <laughs>
0: yeah like you i don't do know that, about you i picked every one except for one yes same here mm-hmm. and um <laughs> so which which that of the games mistake. you didn't know persona q2
2: i did not know there was a second one
0: yeah and yeah. i didn't know project re fantasy i still in my mind can't think of what that is right now
2: it's something that's not out they didn't even said much about it mm.
0: it's the atlas thing anyway
2: they uh then ask you a bunch of questions of about all of those games that you selected <laughs> So it became very long to answer. But anyway, it's it's an interesting survey in that they get pretty specific of asking like, or asked like um, you know if we were to do a remaster what kind of stuff, what would be important to you? And like a new story, a new chapter, a new characters, or do you just want you know, um, quality of life stuff, like new graphics and updated UI and that kind of stuff. Like what's the most important that you you would want to see in it? Um, and then ask you other stuff about their franchises, like what would you like to see? And and that kind of thing. And how do you play these games and that kind of stuff. Um, it's my understanding that when they've done it with Japan that this has been, they have they have said anyway that it it's a big, it forms a lot of their future plans or they use this information to make a lot of decisions. So the fact that they're doing it in the West at all um, is definitely super interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And maybe means they're going to be doing more stuff like simultaneous releases possibly. Yeah. Uh, Or more stuff to the
0: PC and moving more things over. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've been slowly seeing that influence from Sega, right? Because like their parent company. Because, you know, I think Yakuza 7 was a simultaneous release worldwide, right? The Like a Dragon. Um, Mm -hmm. And that came out on PC right at the same time. And, you know, they've been slowly migrating all the Yakuza games to PC. and Now they're all there. It's all the ones that are available in the West. Um, Persona 4 Golden was like got like a second chance at life again because of its steam release you know not that it was dead or anything but you know i just got a huge bump in like mental cognition i guess or like cultural power you know oh yeah Mm -hmm. i I still haven't played it yet
2: i plan on it at some point whenever you know i have a hundred thousand hours on my free time it's Uh, only
0: 120 excuse you (laughs) It's just 120 hours
2: but i bought it because i was like man hopefully it'll just go towards some stat to convince them to do more stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. on their
0: atlases. I mean, they do good stuff. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I mean, they, I, I'm a big sucker for the persona games. So like any more that yeah. they, they throw out there, I will gladly eat them up except for the dancing games. But And I would love, love to see you know, the SMT series. I don't know what they could do to broaden it
2: to some people, get it into more people's hands. Cause it's been such a mobile focused, franchise for a while now so, I mean basically since the 3DS mm. um it'd be interesting to see if if more people would be interested in it because I know there has been some people that have like dabbled into SMT5 since it came to the Switch they're like oh I like Persona I like this it's like well no,
0: no. it's
2: not really the same at all it's a lot more like serious and like definitely not the same um but they're also fantastic like amazingly good at what they are mm. um and it'd be interesting to see if that gets a little more people interested to in talk about them because you get all the, a lot of Atlas fans are like Persona news. And then when there is SMT news, they're like, ah, oh, they're so pissed.
0: Yeah. SMT is good too. Yeah. I mean, SMT is basically like adult, it's the adult Pokemon game. Everyone's like, I wish Pokemon were harder. Like play some SMT ish. That's, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and their stories are wild yeah and i think that this isn't the first time i've i've seen japanese companies like do surveys outside of japan because i think a while back capcom did one too for ace attorney like right around the like after the time great ace attorney chronicles came out um and the the questions were pretty similar like what do you want to see in the future of the ace attorney games or like that series i think they're trying to gauge interest of whether or not they want to make more of them um, but it's just interesting to see more and more of these companies start to, like, I guess, you know, do a little bit of not focus group testing, but at least trying to gauge the interest beyond their borders, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully this means maybe Persona 6 might be a simultaneous release. Who knows? Because be even with how big Persona 5 was, that was not simultaneous release.
2: No, and I think uh, with how big... You know, I know I'm sure Persona 5 was humongous in Japan too, but it's it's been he- really, really huge here in the West that I've seen anyway. So yeah. hopefully, this is a reflection of that because I think a lot of it's this weird thing where I think it's still just an old school mentality that you know they don't some companies just don't seem to realize just how connected everything is now. Like East versus West, obviously markets are different. People are generally more interested in some other things depending on where you're from and stuff. But yeah. for things like this, like Japanese games are insanely popular here. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's definitely like it and I'm by the West, I mean, Europe, U S everybody. So hopefully they're realizing like, you don't have to be so Japan centric or think, Oh, people are not going to like this because we're, you know, it's too Japanese or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of Japanese companies are realizing that Sega being probably at the forefront of that in terms of the big name companies.
0: Definitely yeah, well, not Square uh,
2: Enix. <laughs> <laughs> no, well,
0: Square Enix is going to keep doing that. I mean,
2: them. although it, it, they just don't like Western developers, apparently. Western development companies. Mm-hmm. They do put out their games in the West.
0: Well, I mean, it's interesting that because wasn't there that other story that came up this past week where Sega has said, like, oh, we plan on doing a lot of remakes and remasters over the Something next like year. That, yeah, and some yeah. new games. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that means, like, just Sega Sega or, like, Oh yeah, you, you know, all they're under like you know Ryu Toku, Atlas, et cetera, Right? Because yeah. if Atlas is included in that, I mean, I know people have been clamoring, demanding, <laughs> hoping for like a Persona Three Remaster, Persona One and Two. Oh, they would go nuts, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Or even for any of those like much older titles that you know maybe never even graced the Western shores, or you know are impossible to get your hands yeah. on nowadays. Like I'm, I bet people would be. You know, interested. They would definitely show their age now, but I bet people would be super interested in like seeing where Shin Megami Tensei's roots were, and mm. and some of those Japanese-only original games, uh, and where they. You know, that might be an easy port to to throw together.
2: Totally. Yeah, all right, me. So if you're talking about those, those are the games. Those are something else. I would but think if, like
1: yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that you know it would be a good selling point because they would be good games or no. I'm not saying that they're bad. Or something. It's
2: just that they're quite the, uh, I don't know, quite dense, quite the hurdle. I think if they, I, it would be interesting to see them to take a modern take on what they'd already made for their mm-hmm. early stuff, because okay. I have a friend who's very much into SMT stuff. So I remember him playing the early like early games, and it is they're pretty wild. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty crazy and then it made me think of the context of when that came out and i was like that's that's such a forward-thinking game because like all the stuff that you know like talking to demons and doing all that kind of stuff and the crazy yahweh and all this christian religion and all this crazy stuff was happening in that game in the early like 90s yeah um, it's like wow this is such a crazy thing to think that they've
0: been doing it the whole time <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. and i also would be curious like if they did bring back persona 2 in some way like a remake or remaster do they keep hitler because hitler's in that game he's one of the bad guys I mean, you fight him that's i would think so yeah yeah it, i don't know I, i'm hoping that the survey like will see some sort of effect of it maybe in the couple months after the survey closes yeah. we'll see right um i know there have been like rumors for the longest time, about a Persona Three remake of some sort, and I at just this people point, hoping it, yeah, it's like, I feel like it's more of that and just trying to manifest it, uh, right? I would not be opposed. That's what that
2: was my interest into Persona, which I think it was for a lot of people. Yeah, same. Um, which like, is why?
0: Yeah, because I feel like there's that that cutoff right where like if you're like if you're a fan of Persona, it's probably three, four, and five. yep and if you're like a mega fan, and maybe probably like Shin Megami Tensei 2 you went back to play one, two, and two two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, in other news, uh, we've got uh, opposite of Godfall happening here. Um, <laughs> Gotham Knights, the upcoming uh, co-op kind of punch them up, Arkham beat them up, looter them up. Yeah, You're... Arkham the uh, Co-op. Yeah, um, it was slated for PS Five, PS Four xbox series and xbox one and pc but now they are dropping those previous gen console releases so now it's just ps5 xbox series and pc yeah Mm -hmm. whereas you know godfall they were like ps5 only baby and now it's also on xbox one (laughs) so (laughs) I hear Godfall's coming to Ouya next. It's it's going to be actually Whoa. really
2: impressive. Rudd will be oh, happy and break it out of his closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but
0: yeah, I can't think of another game that has previously confirmed we're doing last gen and then said, never mind, we're not. I well, feel that like that most of the time. I the
2: first time too. I yeah.
0: can think of a lot of games that should have. Yes.
2: It's
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, probably an easier list to figure out.
2: It's nice that they've they've had this realization for whatever it was, they're like, oh right. Maybe they had a maybe they did what Cyberpunk should have and said, Okay, these obviously aren't working, so we're not gonna release them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead. <laughs> like, oh man, remember how pissed people were about Cyberpunk? Yeah, we don't want that.
1: <laughs> I I mean, even even if it wasn't like bugs, if they could just be like, Man, you know, the render distance sucks because we've gotta factor in all of these different things. Yeah. What if we just don't <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm sure it's it's got to put a little bit more freedom in the development. I, I imagine this was. I wonder how much that had to do with the delay of it and stuff, like coming to mm. this decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: the the install bases and how much time. You know, as we keep mm-hmm. hearing that that sales of the series consoles and and the PS5 are uh, ramping up. I guess may not be the correct term, but just that um, they're hitting. Store shelves, and they're maybe staying there for a little bit longer than they were a year ago, <laughs> yeah that might but just give them more faith in uh making it next gen only because mm-hmm. I mean it's n- nice to see a big a big title like this making the push so that other developers can can file suit especially with stuff like Unreal Five around mm-hmm. the corner, like oh, those yeah. tech demos I, are I, fucking can't wait incredible to see
0: an Unreal five
2: game <laughs> yeah, oh,
1: I, yeah. I, just, I want a game that runs it now yes.
0: mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's been almost two years since these new consoles came out, and I feel like demand for them is still high. Like You still see people be like, I still haven't seen a PS5 in real life, you know? Like, it can be hard to get your hands on one. And the fact that there's still people clamoring for it is like, okay, sure, right now, the install base for PS5 doesn't compare to the PS4, but it's going to keep growing. Like, Sony can't keep up with its demand, and neither can Microsoft from the sound of it. Yeah,
1: it's been so funny just... You know, uh, every year, um, you know, our PR emails get slammed with like, what is the hottest hardware, the hottest software getting sold per week, per month, per whatever. And every single time there's a new piece that's, oh, the Series X just had its best weekend selling ever in the UK or, you know, the the PlayStation 5 topped the charts and sold X quantities in, in the Americas. It's like, well, that's really just... How many were available to yeah, purchase they, in they that know. time frame? Because you know, if 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 there were more available, that number would go
2: higher. It's it's allowed, and what's funny is that it's still like, oh, they may have sold well, but the Switch is still sold more. Yeah, <laughs>
1: the Switch is still kicking ass.
2: It's still like, mm. not all the time. It's not consistently number one, but it's always like. It, sometimes it is, and it's not a surprise. Yeah, like it can still be a little difficult to get
0: your hands on a switch. I wonder if really sales open.
2: will go up because what they just they just as an aside they just reduced the retail price, didn't they, of a base model switch? I think so.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know, I think if anything, this Gotham Night story is more about like kind of p getting ahead of the PR nightmare because. Mm-hmm. You know, let, let's say like, you know, hypothetically, you know, it comes out PS5, Xbox series and PC all run pretty well. But then the PS4 and Xbox One versions are like real bad. Right. <laughs> so it's like, OK, so it's a quote unquote good game. But then everyone's going to be talking about like, I can't believe they released it in this buggy state in this yeah. p- poor performance. Right. So th- they're getting ahead of that. Right. Yeah. I,
1: I didn't have any issues playing arkham knight on my xbox one but i know that the pc version of that, that was, was riddled with issues mm-hmm. yeah, sorry was it was riddled back. with issues uh-huh. oh i see Thanks. i was wondering Just if you were gonna come guy. back to
0: that
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um uh, yeah i mean so, it was, yeah, so, no, i definitely i could definitely see that that use case from me, scrappy
0: yeah because i mean like let's remember arkham knight is it's a integral part of the history of steam's refund system <laughs> It is. Well, (laughs) I mean,
2: it still took them several years after.
0: Yes, yeah. But but it was like... It started the conversation.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, but... And I think... I can't help but not keep thinking about Cyberpunk. That has to have been quite the tale. Like, Mm -hmm. cautionary tale for big developers. Because as popular as Gotham Knight is going to be, it's not going to have, you know, 8 million pre-orders like Cyberpunk did. So where they could just be like, we've got our money already. Basically, we don't care. Um, This
1: also isn't the first time that the cyberpunk name has been thrown around in a similar light this week um you know we didn't choose to really delve into it too much uh on the show today but you know there was the big delay of starfall um and word amongst the developers starfield sorry
0: (laughs) just kind Um, of mashing up starfield and redfall huh
1: (laughs) no that's yeah um starfield's delay is that apparently there I think it was Shreer that said so that um, he was saying that word had been passing around the the developers there as well saying that they don't want to be the next cyberpunk That's right yeah <laughs> I, mean,
2: that's I don't think that, anyone that's wants definitely to. on a, a similar scale I would say to where it was yeah. that would be the definite comparison
1: Yeah but yeah I'm it's good that they're, they're they're getting ahead of this and they're ditching the last gen we you know we don't need to call it you know we don't need to call the series in the PS5 next gen anymore yeah. it's current gen
0: it's here it has been here mm-hmm. um, now we're dropping last gen that's yeah. the story yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah. but
1: it's still coming to PS2 for some reason <laughs> <laughs> hey that's the number
0: one console of all time baby that's true yeah I can't skip out on that install base. 155 million sold or something like that mm-hmm. Jesus yeah it is crazy to see cyberpunks like knock on effects after all Name this. Right? getting dragged yeah, yeah. And I mean, because, you know, like CDPR, bless them, they are trying so hard, right? Like, I mean, they're constantly updating the game. Every time, like, a new big patch comes out, I feel like it's still news, right? Where, like, is Cyberpunk finally playable or whatever? Yeah. Um, I mean, it is, but... I mean, it, it, it even uh, on launch, it kind of was-ish. I,
2: if it was, yeah. unless you're playing on PS4 or Xbox One, uh, yeah. those were just trash. I don't know how those play today, uh, but Art the Gotham Knights getting ahead of it and thinking, okay... It's better to announce this than to have a shitty version, and better to announce this now, particularly when we're getting into the month of all the biggest news. So this will totally be forgotten. Nobody will yes. remember this by the time it comes out in October or whatever. Agreed. Um, and yeah. it'll be just fine. Yeah, and, and it was also
1: seven months that Cyberpunk was not uh, available to be purchased <laughs> that's right on, on the PlayStation,
0: PlayStation Store. It's yeah. like mm-hmm. that's a next level fuck up. Oh, oh it's yeah. Pretty big. Mm -hmm. yeah because i think gotham knights is also like it's going to be uh challenging that that it's the first post arkham batman game you know like so i probably it probably wants to minimize the amount of risk it can right so like Mm -hmm. okay we don't want to have a a bad performance on last gen so let's at least put our best foot forward so that way people can judge this post arkham world you know i mean they're already starting with batman is dead so mm-hmm. that's got to be, from a narrative point,
1: that's got to be stressful. Yeah. How quickly are you going to bring Batman back? Yeah. And how quickly is he going to sideline every other player character? It's like introducing Superman in the Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. It's like as soon as he's uh, back, he can do everything uh, better than that, anyone else.
2: That'll be the end of the game. Batman yeah, Batman's the bad guy. No, no, no. That's the, They
0: bring him back at the end. Oh, that's You just get up, to
1: play him in like the final level and he has everyone's abilities
2: combined. It's, it's sets or, up hey, the what next if,
0: Batman game what if he's the Batman who laughs and he is the bad guy the final big oh, bad
2: maybe or what if he shows up like as part of their minds like the Joker did in Arkham Knight and just Batman's walking around talking shit <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean that'd be cool I, I did find that to be one of the coolest parts of the Arkham games oh, when they, they the Arkham that Knight that's, that made that game that oh, Mark yeah. Hamill just chumming it up
2: as the Joker for the whole time as part of Batman's mind it was mm-hmm. amazing
0: yeah it's good stuff Uh, all right, let's, let's move on and let's talk about some of the games we've been playing for the past week. Uh, Otten, you've been playing rogue legacy too. I have a lot of it actually Mm. a lot. So I
2: remember when rogue legacy first came out the first one. Yeah. Um, and this was before like roguelikes were really a thing. Like they, they weren't, there wasn't many around rogue. I think rogue legacy, if I'm remembering my history, correct, at least how I perceived it at the time. Rogue Legacy kind of kicked it all off. Like People were like, holy shit, this is cool. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of roguelikes started coming out not too long afterwards.
0: I'm trying to remember. Did uh, Binding of Isaac come out
2: first? They're pretty close to one another. They might be right at around the same time. But that that plays so differently than a lot of roguelikes do now. Like Rogue Legacy, with this platformery kind of business going on, that's how so many have been modeled after since then. So
1: Binding of Isaac was September of 2011? Yeah, um, and Rogue Legacy was June of twenty thirteen, so it was within okay. two years. So not
2: too far yeah. from each other, but it feels like once they 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 did that, it everything kind of blew up. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's been a little while since we've seen Rogue Legacy. You know, almost ten years for the sequel to come out. Um, and I knew I was going to play it at some point when it came out because I really enjoyed Rogue Legacy. It's still great, and Rogue Legacy two is basically that, but a bunch of more stuff added onto it.
1: Mm. uh it's great i mean that's really what you want <laughs> yeah i mean
2: yeah. it's it's good uh if you liked roguelike here, you like any of the roguelikes like dead cells and stuff like that uh hades although i mean you know, hades is different obviously uh yeah it's, it's not isometric. a former thing but uh it's good um do they still it's... have all the fun
1: um the fun mutations between Absolutely. generations yeah. Yeah, that's, like, that's the big deal. Like, you know, this deal. time you're playing it and you're colorblind.
2: That's right. And it sucks. So, we're like, <laughs> here, now it's old-timey, so it's all sepia-toned and golden, like, you can't see shit. <laughs> or there's one that's, uh, what was it? It's like a, the diva one where everything is uh, black, but there's a spotlight on you.
0: Yeah. And then
2: when you complete, or... like, that little section of the map, they throw roses. Like, you just, you know, completed your... <laughs> Your play or whatever your, <laughs> your your song and dance, yeah. yeah. Or there's uh, one like
0: where it flips it upside down, right? And you have to like play upside down. I haven't had that yet. Mm. That'd be wild, but uh, it's just good. I don't really know.
2: I have much to say. It doesn't. I, it doesn't really mess with the formula a ton. It feels very similar. Um, I like the progression of it. The abilities as you l- unlock them, um, and I haven't beat it yet. Um, but it's, I'm getting to the harder levels now and it's definitely getting pretty wild. The platformy bits of it. Um, it's, it's good stuff. I, it mm. seems like there's a lot of post game things that you can do too, like challenges. If you're like really into the game, like, uh, I forgot what they call them. They call them scars or something you find. And then you can go and do these challenges and they're timed or scores given to them. Mm-hmm. And that unlocks more stuff for you also. Um, so there's just a lot of cool shit going on with it. It's just, it's a very solid game. Um, it's even got a story going through it. That's all right enough. Um, you basically just run across little notes that you read, um, and, and just sets up a little bit of lore of what's going on in the world. It don't, it's not Hades. Don't think it's Hades (laughs) with the writing, but it's still good time. Um, if you like roguelikes at all,
0: it is good stuff. I I think it'd be, Remiss if we didn't clarify. This is a Rogi Wogi, right?
2: Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, <laughs> I said rogue um, like so many times. These are Rogi Wogies now. It, it was hurting um,
0: me when when you were saying it. Um, I'm curious, Rogi Wogi. Of all the Rogi Wogies you played, I mean, at least for me, I think Hades is still probably the best, in my opinion. Where does it land for you um, among all the Rogi Wogies you played? I mean, it's up there. It's really good. Mm. Um, there's some, the movement
2: is just very satisfying, um, and to like get to a complex room and then go through it unscathed, which doesn't happen very often, I'll tell you, because it's yeah. fucking hard. Yeah. But when it does, that is satisfying as hell, uh, because there's it it I um it just it does a really good job of, um, this action platformer game also in terms of the in this roguelike, to where the the platforming is actually very fun also in it, on top of dealing with these enemies and it's just a really good combination together. Um, so it's hard to compare it cause it has that, that platforming element changes it in comparison to a lot like dead cells. There's not really any platforming mm-hmm. Hades. Obviously there's not. Um, and that kind of stuff isn't really part of it. Uh, so it's hard to, I don't know. I think to me, dead cells are still my top of all time. Rogue, like roguey, wogey, I should say. But, uh, I think it's up there with those. It should be. Mm. I I think it. it, What it lacks, though, is it doesn't. Like Hades, what took that to the next level was the writing of it, right? And 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 the the approach to a story that's never been done in a in a in a game like that. Uh, So I guess it's lacking that kind of element to it. It's just it's extremely solid. Mm. Um, and and it's only twenty bucks. Like the amount of time you're going to spend playing, it's worth more than twenty dollars honestly we don't i don't we don't like to talk about that we don't talk about value in our reviews like how much money they cost but it's an extremely good game you'll get a lot of time out of it
0: um i enjoyed it nice because yeah i would probably put dead cells as my number two because i love that game and i don't know i did play a little bit of rogue legacy 2 a few weeks ago because i think it was ryan in our chat was asking like hey should i buy rogue legacy 2 or dead cells um, if I, that,
2: I I would say Dead Cells right now
0: still. Same. And, and that's where I was at too. But I was like, oh, oh you, you know, I should. Game Pass. Yeah, right. Because Dead Cause Cells it has is Dead cells, game. cells. Yeah. And then it also has other games. Mm mm-hmm. <laughs> um, So I was like, oh, yeah, I should play Rogue Legacy 2. And I played about an hour of it and was like, yeah, this is pretty, pretty tough. But everything I was doing, I was like, you know, I kind of feel like playing Dead Cells again. So I just yeah. booted <laughs> that up for, for like four hours. <laughs> yeah so it might just be like that framing of like why i bought rogue legacy was like on that question of rogue legacy or dead cells but i do want to revisit rogue legacy too and check it out more
2: yeah and i uh, i was definitely excited for it because i did play a bunch of rogue legacy and i beat that um and it was just it was at that time when uh you, know, we're talk- you said 2013. So even 2013, you know, that's only five years removed. This is just getting really out of the thing. That's only five years removed from like um Super Meat Boy and Braid and stuff mm-hmm. coming out. So this idea of these big hit indie games hit that indies. didn't exist. That there wasn't really around. Still there were still some like Binding you mentioned Binding of Isaac and Super Meat Boy and stuff had come out already. So there were some but the frequency of them was still really low. And yeah. Rogue Legacy was one of them that kind of... It wasn't nearly as popular as the ones I mentioned so far, but it was still really... It was big on Steam, I remember, in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people talking about it. And I think it really ushered in a lot of the Roguelikes that we have now. For sure. Um, and it's... So Rogue, seeing Rogue Legacy 2, seeing the sequel to it, it, was really neat. And it definitely has the same vibe. Um, it's really good. Uh, I It's... If you like
0: liked the first one, you will like this one. Hell yeah. Uh, Stretch, have you been playing some Ayudan Chronicles Rising?
1: Yeah, so I figured I would hop into something a little bit weird. I, In all honesty, I had not been watching any of the marketing for this. I went into it thinking that it was going to be a turn-based RPG, um, you know, the the basic premise is, you know, you're an adventurer that finds a town that's in disrepair due to earthquakes. Um, and, you know, through various RPG tropes, you, you begin to help out the villagers and collect things, resources, and complete quests to, like, be building up the village. This is meant to all then tie into a larger Iodin Chronicle game that's coming out next year. mm mm-hmm. um, but what has really drawn me and and pulled me into this is how how much of the the ooh a piece of candy aspect there is. None of these quests are ever you know super long endeavors. It's always like, well, I've got another five minutes, so yeah, let me quickly nip out and you know gather up these few more resources or progress further in the story because um, there's also just in general a story going on. But it's all side scroller, um, side scroller action combat. But mm. each of the face buttons you have corresponds to a different character in your party. So, like, the the left face button is for the main character. Her name is CJ. Mm.
0: Um,
1: and she just has, like, a quick, short-range scythe, uh, or, like, a pickaxe attack. But then I've just gotten up to where you get a, a like, builder, builder kangaroo um, that's, you know, dressed in full anime apparel... Uh, and he has a giant buster sword looking thing of course uh, but he's and he's mapped to like to the top face button you know and each of them has their own purpose in the world which is quite you know fun and unique to like get through it's it's almost metroidvania y in it it's like you know progressive the story enough now you've got the kangaroo now you can destroy this this pillar of rocks because he's stronger and then you like open up more area to to keep exploring Mm-hmm. Um, all the while continuing to expand the village, learn more about the people who live there, um, then you can like upgrade your upgrade your equipment and stuff. Uh, but there's a cool comboing feature that kind of the same way in like uh, in like tag battle fighter games that if you you know swap to your partner at the end of a big combo then they can like fly in and do a special attack. You can do that all the time with all the characters you have. So at the moment, because I just have the two, you know, I can only do so much. But you know, I can see some pretty wild combos being able to like start getting made as I like, you know, short hop, double attack, then the kangaroo comes flying in, does a down slash that bounces an enemy up into the air, and then swap back into the first girl who does like a spinning tornado attack to to take someone off the screen. Um, It's definitely it is not a dense game. It is not something that, you know, that I have any fear about like putting down, wandering away from and forgetting where I'm at or, you know, there's not too much uh complexity to it. Right. But it's just like a, a fun little a fun little game. I think I've been gravitating towards those um as of late. Mm. You know, between bug snacks and this and whatever other game I was playing two weeks ago. <laughs> It's kind of
0: easy to grasp. Chill. I mean,
1: like, yeah. I mean, like holding Patton, waiting for, <laughs> waiting for some big title to drop.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear Starfields around the corner.
1: Yeah, around the corner, and <laughs> a wave of huge releases
0: coming very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've
1: got the the time formerly known as E three coming
0: up. I'm sure that there'll be plenty of surprise announcements to come. Yeah, there'll be a lot of press conferences to play in the next few weeks. That's right,
2: a lot of things to watch, and then. Be excited over and then realize, wait a minute, I shouldn't be this excited because these are all fake.
0: Yes. (laughs) Come out. (laughs) It's all CG now. Um, Remind me, so Ayudin Chronicles, I think the hype behind it, right, is that it's like a spiritual successor to Suikudin, right? Um, I think that's why people are like, oh, hell yeah. I'll take your word for it.
2: (laughs) Honestly, I have no clue. Is that Um, what it
0: is? People are way into the Well, the people that are, are like, the really, demand more. It's just another one of those, like, old JRPGs where, like, you know, everyone has that fan base. That they're the fan of that yeah, one, true. you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe.
2: So I know it's been pretty hyped. Like it was think it was a Kickstarter thing, and it was a huge Kickstarter, and people have been talking mm-hmm. about it forever. I think it's been around for a while, hasn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so there's there's this one that came out, and then 2023 is going to be Iodin Chronicle 100 Heroes. Hundred heroes. If it if it is something like In, then I'm sure that they're not joking when they call it hundred heroes, mm-hmm. and there will just be one hundred heroes for you to uh for you to play oh, as.
2: That sounds like hell to me.
0: <laughs> that's too many. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty big roster. But uh, yeah, that's Aiyudin Chronicles Rising. Uh, I think it's out on like. All the platforms right now, right?
1: Oh, or, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely everything. Um, I just now Steam learned it's not Xbox. a turn-based
2: RPG also.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, that's entirely what I went into it thinking. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll check this out. But um, yeah, and I'm trying to find some confirmation whether, weird style. Um, whether 100 heroes will or will not be turn-based as well
2: it would be weird if they released this and they're like, we're changing the game entirely. <laughs> entirely different
0: genre. I mean, if this genre. is if this meant
2: to be like a, a prequel thing. Yeah, I know. But
0: <laughs> it would that would just be funny. I mean, it's kind of like how Curse of the Moon, right, for Bloodstained. I mean, I guess they do play similarly. It's just like Curse that, of the Moon is more like NES. One's older, yeah, but they're, ba- yeah. they're the same genre. One's just an older style. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I should also add—it's got that really nice, like, two D HD almost looking aesthetic to it.
0: Oh, okay. It
2: does have that for the like sprites and stuff, which I like. And then I, I then I see the backgrounds and I'm like, oh, this is not very good looking three D stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: it's 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 two D HD sprites on polygonal backdrops.
2: Yeah, some of them might not look so hot.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm honestly like I'm watching the Hundred Heroes trailer right now trying to figure out if it's going to be turn-based or not, and I, I cannot figure it out for the life of me.
2: I don't know, sometimes, I don't know, there's something about, like, um, JRPGs uh, or that when you see all these release trailers, they don't
0: ever show gameplay, and you're like, I have no idea what this is. Yeah. Uh, I mean there is some gameplay of like walking around the overworld in that trailer if I remember right but yeah yeah so I'm
2: thinking of yeah. we were doing news and I didn't know Nino cooney has got a MMO that's out in Japan and coming west oh. next month I think or maybe later this month hmm. um, and I was looking it up and I was like so what is that because I liked Nino Cooney's as a series I'm not interested in MMO at all. But I was like, I wonder what the gameplay is like. Is it going to be something weird? Or like, is it just using the Nino Kuni name but going to be some stupid Pokemon Go thing or something? Or is it finally um, that Pokemon MMO everyone wanted? I looked at all of the official trailers. I have no idea what it is still. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea if it's a turn based thing. No clue. <laughs> I'm sure there might I mean, be some Japanese gameplay if I like googled that, but I was trying to just look at a trailer. No idea. Mm, mm. It's Nino Kuni. That's about all I know. That's and funny. for some reason they seem uh, like the, for the main character I'm sorry I'm going on a Nino Cooney thing I didn't expect to but like what threw me about this, <laughs> this trailer something in you. <laughs> was that the original Nino Cooney has got this little weird kid with the blonde hair like that style that like bowl cut kind of style look mm-hmm. And for some reason, they like, oh yes, this is the defining feature of Nino Kuni. That's what the main character must look like <laughs> in the sambo. And I don't understand. It's like, no, that's just what the kid looked like. What yeah. are we doing here? And anyway, that just threw me off. Like, why does that lady look just like? Why does she have the same haircut as the kid? I mean, it's the tap into the fandom, <laughs> and also the
0: same like red cape. I don't get mm-hmm.
2: it. I mean, two didn't like... have that. Nino Kuni too, was wasn't like that.
0: Yeah, it was its own character. But I mean, it's just like how. Um... Final Fantasy fourteen. There's like when in the ads for it, there's like that main dude who looks like he has the hair of, like, l- like the the perfect mishmash of every Final Fantasy protagonist's hair. You know what I mean? Like it just looks so yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy character. Um, it's probably that kind of idea. You know, like we want to tap into that without actually being a specific character, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I haven't been playing. Well, I mean, I haven't playing games this week, but I want to talk about. I want to talk about legos and not lego star wars but i bought the mario the super mario the question mark block
2: Hell lego yeah. set
0: um if, if we had video you could see it in the video because i have it displayed right now it's good but shit it's fucking cool um if you if you haven't seen this you basically get to build like from the outside it just looks like a question mark block like in you know in 3d right it's pretty big it's, it's like maybe it's pretty large like 10 inches inch cube, eight ten inches yeah yeah um but then inside of it, you can like flip it, flip the inside out and get like a diorama of four levels from Super Mario 64 um, that you, all of those you build yourself. Uh, and then there's a little nook where like uh, Bowser, you can hide Bowser in there. Yeah.
2: And it actually has a little crank to where you can like spin it to where like you could say Mario spinning Bowser out. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's,
0: it's pretty cool. Um, And this is the first time I touched Lego in like over a decade and it was just fun it was just fun like that pure childlike childhood wonder imagination kind of fun stuff um and it took me I don't know like uh, definitely over a couple days to put it together I didn't do it all in one sitting maybe like an hour or two here or there across the past week but there's just something like kind of therapeutic and relaxing about just clicking these little Absolutely. bricks together and just seeing the thing come life. because you know when you first look at it like in the first few steps you're like how the fuck is this going to turn into that and then you get to the end and you're like oh that's fucking cool it's Peach's castle yeah. you know
1: do you so think I'm, this has like sparked your desire to uh to look at some of the other Mario sets like the one with the, with the robot Mario um, that can like pick up
0: coins and stuff those that
2: aren't as interesting to me
0: yeah, I think it it's it really does kind of. I, I think I like Lego sets where it feels like you can kind of put it on display. And, you know, yeah. it's pretty. So if cool. if you're looking for that, so I'm way into Lego. I mm-hmm.
2: literally put together something the like two days ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, because like you
2: mentioned that therapeutic, it's the perfect thing for me. Like if I have just so much shit going on, and I don't want to think about anything else, that is the perfect like just Zen thing to do. Listen to something, watch something, and just put together that set and nothing will bother me for however long i'm going to do it so I've, I've also got the the question mark block and it is such it was such a fun thing to put together mm-hmm. so satisfying every little moment was like oh like my god that's now. so rad to put together uh, one that's not quite as fun to put together but is almost i would say uh, might be even cooler once it is together they have the nes set where you build an nes yeah. and the tv and it like scrolls right yeah you've got a little crank on the side that you can do and it'll run mario through the first level of mario brothers super mario mm-hmm. brothers um and it's so fun like you can it even even make a little uh cartridge of super mario brothers that can go in the nes and it'll click down into it just like a real one. Oh, that's cool um you make a controller that's got a cord that you can plug it in um that one is really cool and it's definitely displayable uh, mm-hmm. The NES one, but I'm with you. I'm more into the, the display ones like that. The the Mario sets where you build a Mario level or course and run through. It. I definitely could see the interactivity of that for a kid. Uh, yeah. It's just not what I'm wanting out of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, this definitely has awakened something in me where like I do want to get more Lego sets. Like I have uh, that that Horizon Tallneck back ordered for whatever the fuck that gets yeah. back in stock. Usually those Cause... those backorders will be filled quicker than you think. I'm like, yeah cuz that tall neck just looks cool. Like I'm not the yeah. biggest Horizon fan, like I'm not die hard for it, but it's like that's just a cool fucking thing to have. It's just a robot giraffe with a router on yep. its head. Um <laughs> like. I'm hoping this means that we're going to
2: open the door for more video game Lego stuff cuz I think the Mario stuff has done really well for them. Mm-hmm. Um and they put out a bunch of sets and I know they're going to supposedly keep putting that out as a line. Like obviously the big one is Star Wars. Star Wars Lego is fucking yeah. insane. They put mm-hmm. out like so Millennium many Falcon. every year. I may or may not have that. They they <laughs> they put them out every year, and like it seems like that's what they're doing with Mario. Is it's going to be a line every year where they're putting more stuff out? Mm. Uh, so we'll see where they go. Like if I I could imagine a day where you know they have got the Hogwarts Castle, maybe that Peach's Castle will just be its own big fucking thing dude i would kill for that because especially not, if you could i someone's it, talked about it i'm sure yeah. they have
0: like if you could dollhouse it you know what you could because you could yeah. open up this little peach's castle and you see like yeah, a little mini can. version of it but you like you know it's, it's very tiny of the paintings
2: to put in there little painting uh pieces mm-hmm. it's
0: pretty fun it was just super fun to see all the stuff like oh my god it's mario 64 yeah um um like other ones that i'm kind of interested in i do want to get the roman Colosseum because that just looks like massive, oh, that it's massive but looks so big so it does cool. look rad
2: but i was thinking like where the hell would i ever Eat. put it that's more of a space and thing, it's also right? like, super expensive mm-hmm. one that i um, saw recently i'm sorry we're just gonna go on the legos now but the, uh, a Le- this is a lego the this is the lego podcast now uh, <laughs> the, what's
0: really cool is they have a globe out there Have
2: you've yeah, seen that I've that seen one that looks one, so yeah.
0: neat mm-hmm. don't know where uh, to put it like, but it looks neat I, I'm not even the biggest Harry Potter fan, Mm -hmm. but I do kind of want to build Hogwarts Castle just because it's like you're building a castle, right? And they have another one that just looks like a stack of knickknacks with, like, Hedwig at the top where like there's, like, a little wand and a chocolate frog. And it's just, like, that looks like you could just put it on a shelf, you know? Yeah, so we were talking about... You mentioned that Millennium Falcon. I do have that Millennium Falcon.
2: I bought that. Mm -hmm. Because it was from a kid. I've been way into Legos, and I remember they put out the original Ultimate Collector series um million falcon in like 2001 or two or something and it was a bunch of money then and it's i was i, mean, I was like man i'm never gonna that's just it never gonna be part of my life when i was a kid but it was that one like big thing i always wanted and then i but now i had a job and i was like you know what this is probably irresponsible but i can, <laughs> I could buy this they put out a new yes. set that was 800 dollars and not Three thousand dollars, because that was you could only buy the old set, and it was a collector's item at that point. Mm. Um, so I was like, "Oh, I can do this," and I had a bunch of gift card stuff, so I didn't actually pay 800 hundred dollars. But anyway, the reason I brought it up is it's so massive. I I don't have anywhere to put
0: it. It's sitting in a room because I can't put it anywhere. Yeah, isn't and, it like the size of a dinner table, basically?
2: More or less, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> like it's yeah. like your desk that well people get to see it, but like it's it's I think it's over three feet long. At the mm-hmm. longest point. Jesus. Um, and like when I bought it, I got just the ma- ceiling uh, mounted. <laughs> I bought the, you bring out the manual, you know, that, you know, the that shows you how to put it together. That thing probably weighs six, seven, eight pounds. Uh, just oh, the geez. book. <laughs> 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 like it makes a really loud thud when you put it down.
0: Yeah. It's like you could um, hurt
2: someone with it. It took a long time. Let's put it this. Way. I think I watched every single Star Wars movie while I did it. I
0: watched a few well, moves, series does, of shows. Does this include the sequels? Like is this, I'm trying to timeline yes. it. Yes. Okay. Uh,
2: uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker wasn't out yet when I watched okay. it. Okay. But I, I, I watched Rogue One. I watched everything in between. I watched them all. Uh, every single one and a bunch of other stuff. I, I don't know how many total hours in I put in. Mm. Building it, yeah. but what's funny is my sister had my nephew at the time, so is, I took pictures along the way, and then there's pictures of the baby, and there's pictures oh. of, of the Lego. All right there's pictures on my of your phone. baby. That's yeah. you know, it's funny. That's why I said at work because people knew my sister was having a baby. I said, "You want to see a picture of the baby?" And I was showing them the Falcon. <laughs>
0: instead, <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is my child.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, oh, my boy. Anyway, yes. I can talk about Lego all the time. They're they're rad. They're, yeah. they're, they're perfect Zen thing to do to just zone out. And well then
1: I wanna I wanna pose to you two. I'm i I've just been sitting here listening to you guys geek out trying to think to myself. What would be like that one that one Lego set from a video game you would love to see? Like what's a what's a set from a video game that you think would just be like amazing to see?
2: Uh, so the ones you always have to think are like buildings and like vehicles. Like so in terms of cars or like spaceships or something like that, like those just naturally lend themselves well yeah. to a model like people and stuff it's like hey you can't really get away with that they don't ever look that great with mm-hmm. lego. Yeah. Um but I don't know. That would you be don't you don't think know. that Harold the Giraffe looked good in lego form <laughs> when you would
0: walk into Toys R Us? You know, I would love to see either um Persona 3's Tartarus or oh. Persona 5's uh, Mementos like cuz there's a really slick 2D version of those maps. There is. I feel be, like yeah, it cool would be cool to awesome. see those realized in 3D, but also I feel like they'd be so fragile like you knock them over and it's it's Jenga, you know, yeah. like yeah. I think
1: I think like the the hub world from Crash Bandicoot 3 mm. would probably be mm. pretty neat. Like the, yeah. the different control centers and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know, i'm trying to give like settings in because usually like a setting in a game is either too expansive and open world or like we're only just now getting to the point where like cities are
0: like impressive you know instead they'd be like here's 10 buildings with people walking around <laughs> i mean i guess they've done uh the roman coliseum from assassin's creed brotherhood yeah. that was so that was cool pro- probably the uh the empire state building from mario uh from not mario from super spider man spider man that one the,
1: <laughs> New Donk State Building, yeah, please.
2: Yeah. I mean, something like we mentioned, Mushroom <laughs> Kingdom would be fucking rad to have a, you know, the yeah, the, the castle itself, Peach's mm-hmm. Castle would be really cool. How about
1: um, a really large, like Super Mario World map?
2: Oh, I inst- where like can the, I buy the, that? You just that islands? is the perfect thing. I cool. want that now. Yeah. Oh, Super Mario <laughs> RPG had the coolest like 3D map thing of Mushroom Kingdom. Oh, that's true, yeah. I would love to well. see something like that. I yeah. love Oh,
1: that'd be great. Or oh. a like a Paper Mario battle scene like mm. that diorama set. That would fit. That, that you can make. That'd be cool. Yeah. That would be great. That would look good to display and if yeah. you just like had a whole bunch of like extra oh, let's, backdrops let's go that you could Let's go big. Let's get
2: like through. a 5000 yeah, piece. Panty. Midgar going. <laughs> well 10, i mean that's the thing if, if
0: we're doing playstation right because like, i mean the, yeah. the horizon things happening what if like true. the leviathan axe like a yeah. life-size Ooh. leviathan oh, axe I made don't a lego know about life-size they'd ever do that but mm. i could see a big version of that yeah or like any of the guns from ratchet and Clank. pretty much any of the guns they yeah. all look so weird
2: so i'm just thinking of, like stuff from, like witcher there's nothing really like nothing that stands out care is the closest thing yeah i mean but i could see that's them doing a, a yeah yeah thing but mm. um oh, i mean i'm sure people will be thinking like of the normandy
0: mass effect y- why isn't there that though actually it's
2: weird now that, I th- now that i said that i was like there's actually why doesn't that exist already
0: i don't know I mean, <laughs> mass effect is just star wars yeah so you know i don't know huh. yeah weird. but I, think it's, of, like, just, other- it's pretty
2: new that game's getting into lego because i know there's been some overwatch sets We'll um, have there. and there's, uh, then the, whatever, whoever the competitor is for Lego, I can't remember their fucking
0: name. There's all the call of duty ones. Oh, um, is I it with like the, the bunny name. dip dip I don't know. Duplo. Duplo. Maybe. I was going to say Diplo and I'm like, that's a different thing. Um,
2: but yeah, there was some <laughs> like overwatch Duke. sets that that were out, um, but mm. they were all like pretty tiny there was nothing. It, it was a lot of the miniatures and of the characters and stuff, but yeah. So it hasn't I really mean, been that many and I know there's some Minecraft sets. Um, I know that. Mega Bloks
1: did a bunch of halo stuff
2: so uh, okay that kind of i think Mega Bloks did the that's... call of duty stuff too i think that's mm, the one okay
1: um i don't Ooh. know if they still make them but yeah but i mean yeah the fact that we can sit here and be like that'd be cool that'd be cool there's a that'd bunch be cool. of cool that'd stuff be cool. <laughs> uh
2: that would be out there my dream set is not a video game one always was always like menace
0: through or helms deep from war of the rings mm. would be so fucking cool you know i would build an xbox series x out of legos i feel like that'd be cool yeah i mean it's just it's just a big black brick but yeah yeah Yeah. they just they just send you the
1: one brick and a sticker set
0: not even a sticker set just like the one the little white circle the xbox button and you just pop it in
1: i mean i've i've put a decal on my xbox to make it look less like a dark obelisk sitting in my entertainment <laughs> cabinet
2: it uh, does yeah, look like was something very just, dystopian yeah, yeah.
1: It, it looks <laughs> off-putting i remember when i first got it and put it in i was just like that looks wrong uh i gotta
2: PlayStation fix that just looks alien yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it, i i have both and it's always so weird seeing them next to each other it's like from two different worlds do you have your your playstation standing up or on its side they're both standing okay i have both of mine on this side Mm, that must be weird I feel like that's
1: weirder that's weirder yeah I was about to say that's weird <laughs> well because I don't have the space underneath my my TV cabinet wow. when every single other console was these Just are designed the to be <laughs> these are designed out to out be bag. on their side <laughs> I I had my entertainment cabinet built oh, that's true. for consoles to be on their side or like flat subwoofers and stuff mm, um, wow. And and then they're like hey we're going to release two consoles that
0: look better standing up and i thought to
1: myself fuck, fuck.
0: <laughs> no, just and throw I, them in your bag and then put your bag next to the tv so you just have yeah. cords running out of your <laughs> cursed bag yeah. imagine Start the overheat
1: issues you'd get <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: like oh yeah i leave all of my consoles on and you look over to the console bag and it's like actively smoking <laughs> mm-hmm
0: well it can tap into the heat sink of all the heat sinks of all the other consoles around it <laughs> to distribute the heat that's true one of the
1: extra marketing points that they never talk about with the GameCube is that it actually is itself a heat sink you just put it on top of a different console oh. mm-hmm. and it will disperse the heat yeah. Yeah. there you yeah. go there's a Lego that's... GameCube that'd be easy to
0: do Oh, yeah, yo, that would, that'd be another yo, just a purple c- cube, yeah. purple
1: cube a lego gamecube that like that question mark box you can like flip it is... open it and it has like a oh, wind waker GameCube. diorama set oh a Metroid my god time oh.
2: diorama like
0: okay that, that'd be cool that's lego it.
2: that's it hire us
0: we got we have ideas. ideas lego
2: that would be fucking rad yeah a wind waker thing pops out mm-hmm. him on the boat just on the sea or something
0: yeah shrek super slam diorama would <laughs> be great <laughs> <Hit>. <laughs> Well, you could have. Yeah.
1: Oh, I tell you what, you have the three like because it's kind of it's got three dioramas at the bottom and then one at the top, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could have like one diorama be Mario, one diorama be Pokemon, one diorama be Zelda, and then the top one is just a battlefield from Smash Bros. That'd be cool, amazing. That's it. That's, That's it. That's my pitch. Either. Sharks, I yes. am looking for a $2 million buy-in. <laughs> <laughs> and, and <laughs> Thank I'm glad you very that, much.
0: I'm glad that this final idea forgets about Metroid just like Nintendo yeah. did. And um, with that, mentioned I, he mentioned <laughs> well, Metroid. He mentioned Metroid. The final it's, idea, though, does It's uh. actually in, in the box. It comes with a little F-Zero
1: card, but the instructions just say throw it in the trash. Yeah, just so. throw it away.
2: We gave you garbage. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> it's funny i'm glad you mentioned mario and gamecube because a Delfino plaza would be great let's get oh yeah
0: that would be cool all right well with that let's i think let's wrap up this episode (laughs) of the podcast (laughs) we hope you enjoyed uh and if you did please feel free to leave us a review on whatever platform you are listening on um and share it with a friend if you really liked it you know i mean spread the joy share the love you know we'd love to keep doing this podcast and you know any little bit helps us um and if you haven't yet please hit subscribe so you can always get uh new episodes delivered right to you and let us know in the comments below on youtube or on our site techraptor.net uh what lego set would you like to see from a video game or movie or whatever you know what what lego set do you want to see let us know in the comments below Um, We're always publishing news, reviews, and features throughout the week at techraptor.net. But if you want more of our show, you can tune in next Monday. We'll see you then.